150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 36. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast I do to bring awareness and prayer to our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every year I count down the top 50 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List from January through October, twice a month, the second and fourth Wednesdays. I count down from 50 to number 31. Then throughout the month of November, which about 11 years ago I dubbed to be uh, Persecuted Church Awareness Month, I count down from episode 30 to number one. It is a countdown, which is why the episode numbers go backwards. You're not going crazy. A couple weeks ago, we did episode 37. Today is episode 36. Two weeks from now, we'll do episode 35 and so on, up to episode one, which is the worst country in the world, the top country on the world watch list, where it is hardest for Christians to live based on the persecution they endure because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So a little background on the podcast for those who are new. All that being said, it is Wednesday, August 10th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. A Christian father and son in Egypt were attacked by a known radical on July 28th, just outside of the father's shop. 43-year-old Joseph Israel and his son were stabbed in the Omrania district of Giza in the early morning hours. The assailant, Ahmad Muhammad, stabbed the two, shouting, quote, Allahu Akbar, unquote, infidels, and, quote, La ilaha Allah Allah, unquote, no God but God, the Shahada, before some Muslim neighbors intervened and handed him over to authorities. Joseph and his son Emil were transported to the hospital with threatening injuries. Video footage of the incident and eyewitnesses revealed that the perpetrator first attacked Joseph and later turned on Emil when he rushed to his father's aid. The Coptic Christian victim owned a store selling alcoholic drinks. In a Muslim-majority country like Egypt, only Christians are able to establish liquor stores, leading to potential conflict with extremist Muslims. Though, though conservatives often look down on the stores as well, however, the assailant had no prior relationship with the victims, leading many to conclude that Muhammad's actions were driven by religious hatred. One Coptic journalist, Nadir Shakri, noted that in a Facebook post that the recent escalation in attacks against Coptic Christians has been fanned by hate speech by Islamist leaders like Sheikh Abdullah Rushdie and Sheikh Mabruk Atiyah. Sheikh Atiyah made controversial statements about a 21-year-old girl who was stabbed after declining a marriage proposal, saying it occurred because she was not wearing a hijab. He also mocked Jesus and the Sermon on the Mount in a later video. The attack against the Christian father and son is the latest in a string of attacks dating back to April when a Coptic priest was stabbed in the street. Another Christian man was shot 22 times in April, and a woman was attacked with a sickle in June, and a mob reportedly attacked Christian homes later that month. So, again, we, we just see the, the situation in even in Egypt where there's supposedly more religious freedom but we see and as they call in the the article extremist muslims i call them fundamentalist muslims uh we we see the the violence inherent in that 
against Christians because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And again, they, they use the, the issue of alcohol as, uh, as the catalyst, but truthfully, it's, it's Jesus that they hate. So uh, let's continue to pray for uh, this man, uh, Joseph Israel and his son, uh, uh, Emil. Pray that they, they heal, that they will continue to stand strong in their faith, that God will be glorified in the situation that happened here. And that brings us to our World Watch List country for today, which is country number 36, Oman. A uh, few facts about Oman. The region is the Middle East. Persecution type is clan oppression. Uh, main religion is Islam. Persecution level is very high. Population of Oman is 5,270,000, of which about 190,000 are Christians, so far less than even 10%. Uh, the government is an absolute monarchy. The leader, Sultan Haitham bin Tariq al-Sayed. What does persecution look like in Oman? Similar to other countries on the Arabian Peninsula, the experience of Christians in Oman may vary depending on their status and nationality. Omani nationals convert, who convert from Islam to Christianity encounter the highest level of pressures from both their family and their surrounding society. Omani believers may be kicked out of their family homes and lose their jobs. They can lose custody of their children and be stripped of their inheritance. Foreign Muslims, mostly, mostly migrant workers, who convert to Christianity usually experience the same pressure they would in their home countries. So for some converts, it, may, it can mean immense persecution, while others experience relative freedom. Meanwhile, expatriate Christian communities are mostly tolerated, but church facilities are restricted and Christian meetings are monitored to record any political statements and to see if any Omani nationals are attending. All religious organizations must be registered with the authorities. Oman rose eight spots on this year's world watch list. Christians, especially converts from Islam to Christianity, came under higher pressure after the Omani government intensified its monitoring of Christians and their activities. Additionally, violence rose in Oman as several Christians were forced to leave the country. Life for many Muslim converts, many for any Muslim convert in Oman is likely to be extremely difficult. Omani society is still very tribal, so converts to Christianity from Islam are viewed as traitors to their families and to their tribes. This reality is more stark in rural areas, where in urban areas some converts can live more anonymously. So prayer points for Oman. Uh, so many Christians in Oman come from other countries and live and work as migrant workers. Pray for these believers that they would be able to find a community of faith and would be and would know they aren't alone, even if they are converts from Islam or another faith. Ask God to change the hearts of the Sultan and other leaders in Oman. We know God can do anything, including reaching the powerful leader of Oman with the hope of the gospel. When an Omani Muslim finds Jesus, it could cost him or her everything. Ask God to bless these converts, preserve their safety, and bring other believers into their paths that will help them grow in their faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time we have to come together to, to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. Uh, we thank you for the medium that you've provided for us, this social media, YouTube, the internet, Facebook, all these these places where we can come together not only across uh, across many miles, Lord, but uh, literally across the span of time as, as people will be watching this video later after I've made it, but still joining their voices with me as we pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you, Lord. Father, we lift up... Um, 
Joseph, Israel, and his, his son, Emil. Um, Lord, we, we thank you that they were willing to stand for their faith and endure the persecution that they did. Father, we pray for their healing. We pray that you would uh, quickly heal the wounds that they've in, endured. And Father, that you would uh, not only strengthen their bodies through healing, but that you would strengthen their faith as well, Lord. That that they would not be deterred in their faith by this attack, that they would stand firmly in the gospel, that they would proclaim the gospel, even to those, even to the one who attacked them, Lord, the family of this man, and that you would use their witness um, and their willingness to endure this persecution as a catalyst to draw others to yourself. Again, even their attacker, Lord, we pray for this man, uh, Muhammad, um, Abdullah Muhammad, Lord, we pray that, that you would draw him to yourself, that you would draw him to repentance and faith, that he would see that these men did not deny their faith because of their attack, but their faith is strengthened, and that that would be something that you would use to draw him to repentance and faith in you, Lord. Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Oman. We pray that uh, that the migrant workers there, that they would be able to find a community of faith, that you would raise up mentors, that you would raise up disciplers, Lord, that you would raise up pastors in these areas that could, could mentor and disciple these believers, and that they would have that fellowship that you call us to, Lord, that they would, that they would uh, as, as many in America have given up um, the desire to have a, a gathering of the saints, but that they would be allowed to, Lord, that in these places where, where, where the fellowship of the saints is not allowed by the governments, that you would draw them together, that you would provide them with those numbers and that safety um, in the presence of others, other believers. Lord, we do lift up the sultan um, and the government there in Oman, Lord, that, that you move the hearts of kings like rivers, and, and you, you direct them, Lord. We pray that, that you would use um, every mean nece means necessary, Lord, that you would use evangelism, that you would use those willing to endure persecution because of their faith as a, a means and a witness to draw the, the sultan to you, to repentance and faith, that he would even know um, the joy of the forgiveness that you give through uh, the salvation given to us through your sacrifice on the cross. And Lord, we pray for um, the Omani Muslims that, that come to know Jesus and, and, and come to the point to, to sacrifice everything that they have, family, home, job, um, children. Lord, we pray that, that as these people come to follow you, that they hear the gospel, repent of their sin, put their trust and their faith in you. Again, Lord, that you would bring pastors and, and other believers into their lives to, to mentor them, to disciple them, to help walk with them as they navigate persecution and, and oppression because of their faith in you, Lord. And again, and that, that in all of these things, Father, that you would receive the glory because it's in it is for your glory and in your name, Jesus, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, uh, guys, for taking the time out. 10 to 15 minutes a day, twice a month from January to October, and then once a day throughout the month of November to come and to lift up our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. If you know anybody who would be willing to come and join us, uh, you can invite them to the fifth, the fifth seal page on Facebook or to the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube. They can subscribe, hit the notification button, get all the content that is released here, or just join us over there on Facebook. If they don't have time to watch 
a 15-minute video. Um, they can download the audio podcast wherever they get their audio podcast, or you can. Um, Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, any of those places where you can get an audio podcast, the fifth seal is there. Just search for the fifth seal. You can download it, put it in your earbuds, take it with you, um, and join us as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Again, thank you all very much who have liked, shared, subscribed, done all that stuff to help the channel grow. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.